Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three crane crap minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. I'm Mel. <laughs> and joining us again today from Days and Confused 33 and a third is Jarf. Hey. Hey. And again from 5 Minutes of Mystery is Dave. Hey, man. My elbow is bruising. <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to do a poem. <laughs> Bruising for a bruising. Um, today we are talking about minutes 78 to 81 of the Karate Kid Part 3. It begins with some more Terry Silver gaslighting and ends with some more Mr. Miyagi tears. And uh, yeah, hey, happy TIGF, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We always celebrate uh, Fridays in honor of Thomas Ian Griffith, the great <laughs> Terry Silver. Um, as we should. Perfect. As we should. We pick up where we left off on Wednesday with Terry getting very frustrated with Daniel questioning his techniques. Uh, of course, this one being throwing his fist full force into a wooden dummy. Um, now, he does call. He's like, what do you think you can rely on that crane crap? Uh, and uh, it's like now he's blatantly calling out Miyagi's teachings. Like, And then uh, up, up on top of that, he's physically mocking the crane by doing it in front of him. And I was like, this kind of tone is what I hear when people like Matt start going on about like the crane kick and how, in, you know, ineffective it would be. It's not a thing, you know, that kind of, well, come on. It's I mean, kick. it is kind of crap though, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Being so on off balanced on one foot. Mm-hmm. I'm no expert in karate, but it, it, it seemed like a stunt move more than a real move. It re- requires your opponent to walk into it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I just don't. I'm not hearing. Connection's breaking up. It's a legit <laughs> super move. It is an amazing move. Super move. No can defense except for those times <laughs> no that it was defensed. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, instead of the the crane crap thing, uh, Terry does have a pretty awful response in the books to this. He goes instead of that. He goes, uh, you know, you don't go. Uh, because you don't go hunting elephants with pea shooters. And until you learn what I'm teaching you, all you've got is a pea shooter. <laughs> uh, that, no, that's dumb. What? <laughs> that's weak sauce like, right there. I know. And ele- elephants and pea shooters. Like, oh, the rich guy is talking about it's going safari hunting. <laughs> now, wait. I can't remember. Is there any kind of special move that Daniel learns in this movie? No, mm. not really. He attempts to learn a, a super leg sweep move, but it, that doesn't, nothing, nothing comes of it. Uh, <laughs> See, that feels missing, right? That, I, that I, it should, there should be the, there was the crane and then there's the drum thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the secret to this movie is dancing. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. But like Daniel does talk back. He said, well, I did pretty well with it last time. And, uh, yeah, I will say he's right. Uh, but like you said, like Johnny had no idea what he was doing and, uh, and the crane didn't work on chosen, but Daniel confused chosen with the drum technique. And so I think, in fact, you can make an argument argument that in all three karate kid final fights, Daniel's real secret weapon is the art of confusion. <laughs> Cause every <laughs> single time he pulls out the last move, his opponent's like, what? What's going on? I've What's going on? Yeah. They're done. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, part that, of confusion. That's what happens at the end of part three. He does. Yeah. Does little... Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, everyone's. I'll have to watch it. I honestly don't remember. I just remember it being like, 
You beat him up, get a point, lose a point, beat him. And I'm like, oh man, like, how yeah. is Danny going to get out of this one? And it, honestly, it just, it ends so fast because the movie's like, uh, already won credits, go. Smiling, <laughs> Miyagi, done, we're out. I'm like, like, what? I haven't, like, I was like, there's like, you know, it's, it's such a whiplash. If there's anything that Terry could say, like, you can't just do the crane again, he could say, you know, he could just point out, like, hey, anybody who wants to take a champ on in a title fight, he's going to study his tapes. I mean, assuming there's tapes of the All Valley. Yeah. If Mike's smart at all, he's going to know the crane. He's going to study it, and he's going to know how to defend against it, even though there's no defense. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> He'll be he'll be studying the microfilm. <laughs> I, I, I but Daniel I, in this scene is acting like Karate Kid Two never happened because Silver might have a point about the crane being crap, but then couldn't he offer the counterpoint like, "Hey, okay, I haven't just fought in high school tournaments. Yeah. I just went to Okinawa and I fought a guy who had a." a good 50 pounds on me who legitimately wanted to kill me. Right. And, and I stood my ground with this technique. And then he does the drum thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, he's got other moves. Right. Um, and you know, uh, obviously the first it, it, to, to defend against the, the crane is just basically don't run into his foot. Um, but mm-hmm. Terry again gets irritated as the bug he's trying to squish is pushing back against the shoe, so to speak. And he goes, you know, wake up and smell the coffee, Mr. LaRusso. And Terry, again, like using his physical presence to just tower over Daniel and get in his face. I'm like, does Daniel really think this is karate? Because it really seems a lot more like bullying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like He's pretty familiar with bullying, right? Doesn't he just kind of, can you tell the two apart? I don't know. I did look up, wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> It was a term used in a Nescafe ad campaign. It was also popularized by advice columnist uh, Ann Landers and the Chicago Tribune during the 60s and 70s. Um, some people Wait, think which came first, the Nescafe or the Ann Landers? I, I don't know. I'm assuming around this. I don't know. But it, it, I don't know when the ad, Nescafe ad campaign was actually. Um, I don't have Can you that open date. another tab on my Chrome? <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. We're good. Uh, <laughs> Why are you the tab police, Robin? <laughs> I'm just, I, I am the distraction police as we're trying to make our Friday show just a little shorter than <laughs> it turns out. Anyway, I'm, anyway. Meanwhile, I'm I'm talking about the origin origins of wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> you were like, how dare you do a tangent from my ta- <laughs> research? <piece? laughs> Here, I, honestly, I just feel like my my complaint is with this part of the film is that you know, bad boy cries, bad boy. Yet Danny, like, yeah, he doesn't do any research, and like Mike, after he gets him to sign it, just disappears from the film until the reveal twist. And so I feel like I don't know, I don't know what the, the timeline is, but it feels like there's just 20 minutes of just like him not like in the film. At least it feels like it. It feels yeah. like there's a good chunk of this film where we go like, oh yeah, Terry Silver is the bad guy. But he's not the opponent because Mike Barnes is the opponent. But we know so little about him other than that magazine cover. And mm-hmm. it does suck that, like, Daniel just never researches him, never, like, reads about it. Even if he had just, like, said a line to Jessica about it. Like, a, like, a, like I looked into him. This guy's crazy. Like, if you just say something like that, I think it yep. would give me the nice, like, because like, it, it would just feel like Danny's just going to the dojo, getting his butt kicked by Terry and then he just goes home and lies to, to you know, to Miyagi. I, I, I think it would be a lot better if he 
you see him reading that magazine or something. This movie is very frustrating uh, if you're just watching it for the Karate Kid because he is has no idea what's going on for yeah. almost half the film. And then all of a sudden uh, he gets uh, bullied to the point of going to another and, and this whole dissension between him and Miyagi and then finally it all comes together where it's just yeah I just yeah it's like you hate to see like your protagonist just being led around like a fool yeah and it hurts on like rewatches because like you know now you definitely know all of the plan you know it's not like you know Terry's explaining it to you now you know the whole plan and you're like this absolutely sucks and like you know Jessica's kind of like half interested because she's got her own life she she sets up so it's like she's not she's not a romantic lead she's not really yep. invested in his life she's just like hey I'm working the pottery shop and then you're the neighbor <laughs> so I guess like I'll entertain like I'm bored and I, my boyfriend's you know not here so it's very much like it's and and yeah like and you know we revisit the we revisit the uh, the the convention center the 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 rec center late in the film. And the one thing I do like about Cobra Kai is when they set up those scenes in the rec center. Like, there's, like, people have talked. People, there's a policy. There's politics. There's, like, all this stuff going around being, like, should we have certain things? Like, these kids are getting hurt. And I, I like it. I like this whole thing where it's, like, they're not just, like, this, you know, this faceless corporation or something. It's just, like, yes, bring the kids in. And, like, we let them get the snot kicked out of them. Like, I do love how in Cobra Kai they're very much, like, we can't let that type of crap happened and to see that like by the end of season four, like you realize that Terry has compromised the values of uh, the, the, all the rec center. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here at, the, at this point, Terry, like now he surprises Daniel. He turns the wooden dummy's head around choppy, choppy too, uh, uh, turns his head around and taped to it is the first page of the article that Terry read about Mike Barnes. Yes. It's his last time you weren't fighting this. And uh, yeah, that photo, like Daniel's never seen this. And there is this piece, there's that piece of garbage that's been terrorizing him. You're like scowling madly at him. Uh, And, and uh, like, uh, obviously it's like a shock and then like instant, like hatred, like bubbling up in you, you know, it's, it's kind of spurs him a little bit. Um, just a tiny bit of a side change. It does is a scene, but I'm I'm curious. The All Valley poster behind uh, Daniel and Terry. Um, it's from the pre- it's I assume it's from the previous year because it's strange that it's got the same date on it. Says so December nineteenth. Mm. But then I looked up December nineteenth, nineteen eighty four, and I realized it was a Wednesday. And I'm not sure if I did that in our first season, but that is a strange day to have a, a karate tournament on a <laughs> Wednesday in December. Like, just, I guess it maybe maybe it's like the winter maybe when school gets out that day or something <laughs> but yeah for winter break or something so yeah that would mean this tournament if it's still December 19th it would be on a Thursday but how strange would it be just to keep the same date every year yeah, yeah it would be okay go ahead no I was just thinking like, like yeah did, did Terry like you know Terry's bringing up this fact like oh I'm bringing back the dojo and stuff so like this you know so this place might have been abandoned, and then he spent the time and the money cleaning it up. Because you see, like, it's clearly, like, not all there. It's, like, it looks like it's still right. under construction at times. Um, Maybe it's the old poster. So, yeah, it's either it's an old poster or, like I said, like, you know, Terry had to go to the rec center to, like, register Cobra Kai again. And that's the thing. That's another thing where it's just, like, he does he reg- he's registering Mike Barnes' Cobra Kai. And then he's also, like, side, you know, like, registering 
like Danny too. Like it's it's just one of those things where yeah, yeah it's like his machinations of just like did the rec center just go like yeah we're not looking into this. This seems like a weird <laughs> suspicious thing. Like whatever. And Terry's giving us money, right? Okay, we're good. Well, yeah, whatever you want, dude. <laughs> and Terry seems to be uh, well, he pretends to be very offended at this point, and he's like, you know, uh. Basically, has this whole speech of like, I'm trying so hard with you, and you just keep resisting. This is your fault. This is not my fault. <laughs> like, really, just kind of gaslighting him into thinking that he's training him the right way. He's trying to help him, and and Daniel's the one screwing everything up. And he's like, oh, Christ, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> and uh, he he leaves a very stunned Daniel alone. I mean, Mr. Miyagi doesn't really talk to him like that. <laughs> um. As he walks in the other room, and we almost get to see that Cobra Kai locker room, but it's it just yeah. we just don't see it. But, but I, I do lo- love the shot. I do love the like hanging around the corner shots. It's, it's like it's, yes. it's such the best. That one of the best shots of the franchise. Just like it was just showing you pure like just evil. <laughs> now, like yeah, yeah, of him just laughing behind the the wall. <laughs> one of my favorite shots ever. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do this with my kids. You know, <laughs> like I t- give him a huge, I'm like, this, you got to get this room clean. You know, I'm not going to just be, be watching, doing this for you all the time. You got to get, or you got to get ready for school. You got to do your homework or something like that. I can't make you do this. You got to be responsible to get this done yourself. And then you kind of walk away and you pretend you've walked away, but you're in the hall and you're listening you're waiting to hear some sort of movement in there. And you're laughing. <laughs> and the light, and the, and the, and you're like being underlit for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I love the shot. Yeah. Like you said, Daniel kind of stands there for a moment, like thinking, and then he kind of looks at Mike's photo and readies himself. And he just starts hammering at those wooden ribs. Uh, and it's not punches though. It's that, like, like we said, like it's a whole forearm, like an elbow. And it's so weird. It's like I, I rewatched over and over what Terry did to the punching bag. And it sure looked like he punched it, not the did not not did the elbow thing. But I couldn't. Uh, the, way they, the way they blocked it, it did look right. I mean, they hit it. But it he definitely could have, like, turned it into an elbow strike at the last second there. And I think he probably did. It's just, It's hard to make a a punching bag go that far back with just your fist. Well, maybe, maybe not you, but (laughs) punch you across the room. Um, But I mean, if you get your, if you get your, your elbow into it, that's, then it's easier to put your whole shoulder and your whole body through the power right through. But I, I I think Terry did, did did an elbow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, as he hits it, Daniel hits it. Bill Conti brings in a variation of Terry Silver's theme, and it's called Daniel Submits. <laughs> and like we've said, like you guys are saying, like it is one of the best moments of this movie. Like the evil music, Daniel deliberately hurting himself after Terry guilts him into it, and we see Terry just like laughing quietly, uh, almost like almost like a like a snagglepuss. <laughs> Yeah, very cartoonish, yeah. <laughs> this was probably one of the moments with people, when it came out, people were like, oh, man, this movie's so friggin' corny, but, I mean, it's come around. It's come no, around. it's so good. It's so good. Everyone loves it. Now. Shut up. It's so good. It's so corny. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Like, these scenes make the movie really worth watching. Yes. Because, yes. You know, the Mike Barnes, the Jessica scenes, like, the bonsai store's barely, like, like a scene, because it's, like, act one stuff, and then it's just, like, forgotten. Just It's yeah. just somewhere for, like, Mike Barnes to trash. Like, there's no ever customers there's no like discussion about 
you know, like, oh, how we're going to make bonsais and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, what part of town it is. Because it just feels like it's in a, it's in a weird, like, abandoned part of town. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's, like, in a good section of the valley. But here it is, like, Terry Silver has completely broken Daniel LaRusso to his will. He's got him doing something. He's harming himself, and he's thanking him for it. You know, it's just <sighs> amazing, amazing. And it, and it's so sick to think about. And, and we... We have been thinking about this for a few weeks now, just these Daniel Terry scenes and how, you know, the, sub, the, the submission that Daniel has to do to, to and Terry just dominating him, you know, and I don't want to yeah. make it sick, but yeah, you know, like, like, uh, that's your thing, you know, <laughs> whatever, but you know, um, this is a family movie. Uh, uh, just the fact that T- Daniel's just like, He's, he's broken. He's like, he's Anakin. He's, you know, he, he thinks the emperor is doing good, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, if we don't have anything about this scene, um, yeah. left. I, I, no, I, I'm excited. I want to go to the next key because I, I have okay. something about the shot, the shot composition here. We now go from chaotic evil to lawful good. <laughs> and yeah, well, this <laughs> shot is great. Are you talking about this shot right here? Yeah. Did just open up on? for the bond, the bonsai tree and just keep changing the focus into Danny and then the focus like lines up, so you see him sneaking out the foot powder, and you see that little framed picture in the corner. And to Danny, he's not looking at it, like he's not thinking mm-hmm. about the importance of that picture. But to us, it's like that feeling of betrayal. And then just like the, the camera goes back to Miyagi's eyes, like it's such a great like mm-hmm. they had those perfectly like focused shots. I love it. I like the the how we kind of have the bonsai though in the, in the foreground, like the root is damaged, but it's still strong. It's bare. It's bandage. The, the fruits on the vine, yeah. the needles, they've all fallen. Um, it, it, in the novelization, it kind of points out that Miyagi brought it home and he was keeping it bedside to keep a close eye on it. And Daniel's internal monologue uh, during this is like that it's in worse shape than it had been when Daniel brought it home. It's, it looks like I feel Daniel thought and the thought didn't comfort him at all. <laughs> hmm. But um, yeah, it's just like, this is, this is, I think this is a, a nice symbol of uh, Daniel, Daniel and Miyagi's relationship. It is, it is dying. <laughs> yeah. Do you, what's your take on Miyagi's planting of the bonsai tree on the hill? Cause I feel like, I don't know, like, the fact that he, I guess he just wanted to look at it from a distance, like, Miyagi never had the uh, the idea to ever go, like, re-grab it or, like, clean it up in case anything happened to it, because it was such a chore for Daniel to, like, do the belaying with Jessica down there, that it's like, Miyagi did that when he was, like, like 40 years younger, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he just wanted to put it somewhere safe, where, where he thought it would be safe, nobody else would get to it, and then he did the main mistake of pointing it out to Daniel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this great shot where like um, Daniel leaves, Miyagi opens his eyes, and it's like, yeah, you can never sneak up on Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> so the scene moves to Daniel's room. His elbow is soaking in the basin, and he's reading Terry's karate book. Um, and we is that also Terry's karate book, or is that a different book? That the, the book he's reading is the karate book that Terry gave him. It is okay. For yeah. some reason, for some reason, I didn't think it was like such a. Uh, Japanese looking book that he gave him. Yeah. But. Yep. It says karate on it. It's all about yeah. leg sweeps. <laughs> yeah. If you notice, there's that, that, that imprint of Mike's face is on there. You can just barely make it out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually cut out little Mike Barnes and 
taped it all throughout the book on every opponent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be perfect, actually. <laughs> really get him mad. Um, and we now get to see the other side of Daniel's room. And we see there's a, a photo of himself in the tournament. Uh, a clipping of the article that Kreese got mad about. Uh, the Sanchin that uh, Daniel stole from uh, Ichiru in part two. That's my that's my own headcanon. I was like, I'm bringing this home with me. But there's two <laughs> more things that baffle me, okay? There's an octagonal window that shows daylight outside. <laughs> yeah. It's nighttime. And I'm just like, you look through that window, I'm like, this is clearly a set. They just kind of threw some leaves up behind there just to <laughs> make it look like it's outside. I was but, I was I was pretending that that's like deck lighting outside from like the porch of the backyard. Like there's yeah. some kind of like yeah, some kind of uh, outdoor lanterns that are like giving it a soft light. And is it like a, like a paper screen and not like glass window? Is that maybe the lights being diffused across it, and that's what I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assume this is all like that. Though, that the screens, those shoji screens. What really? Uh, got my attention though in analyzing it is a, above his flannel that's hanging to the left of the window there seems to be a large ornamental cherub baby mask <laughs> yeah. oh I thought that was a backpack that's a you think that's a backpack that's extremely that creepy a, no thank you what is that <laughs> why is that there why does he have it set up to look down on him while he's sleeping <laughs> no it looks like a cabbage patch Dollars to big face. <laughs> Are you serious? I re- I swore that was just like a knapsack or something. That's maybe. really. I don't know. I see a face. Maybe I'll maybe we'll get a better look at it in a different scene. I kept on studying it. It was the only, it was the first time we've seen this side of his room. We have only really been in his room during all these uh, basin soaking in the basin this, scenes. This is such a nice guest room. Why did why did they tear this down? <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Daniel's like no more guests. Um, Daniel gets a, lo- a knock at the door and again Miyagi has to stay, say who it is <laughs> and so Daniel's startled and he dumps the basin oops and hmm? I said oops, oops. oops dumps yep. the basin. and I like how his, like his right here right here his voice is kind of wavering because he's like upset that he's being interrupted during something he doesn't want Miyagi to know about you know he's being he kind of feels ashamed of but he's also trying to be kind about it you know like uh, can you come back later? <laughs> but then Miyaki like just calls him out. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Mm. And he tries to hide the, the basin in his like clothing drawer and he like pulls out a bunch of clothes and like on his way over shuffling over, he like lifted like a little carpet by his bed and the yeah. clothes fall out and a sock goes under the carpet. And then the carpet falls over the sock. That sock's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting that sock back he that, he thinks he got all his clothes back in but there's a sock under the carpet that is a rare moment of film that we where you can see how quickly a sock can get away from you and uh, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah you're like why why did i always have just like one sock and not two well <laughs> that's why check your carpets people yeah. yeah i don't understand why he's like I mean, like, maybe the book, but, like, I don't know why he's hiding, like, he like he knows he's training, he's self-training, so it's like, I guess he doesn't want to show that he's, you know, been beaten up, or or at least, like, tired, I don't himself. know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I was like, you know, you already seen the matcha, you probably know the matcha's, you know, the matcha powder, whatever's going so it's like, all right, yeah, so I'm soaking my elbow, like, I'm do- I'm working, you know, I'm I'm trying to be a better fighter. 
Right. So, but I, I guess he's, they're, 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 it's just both two. It's funny is how this movie's about two guys who living together. They're trying to be closer, but they're at the farthest part that we've seen them in the franchise. Mm-hmm. It's like they're living under the same roof, but they're just they, they're in separate worlds. They're not compatible as roommates. <laughs> Quite the odd couple, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that he says, you know, Mr. Miyagi, extreme situations require extreme measures. And, of course, he's echoing Terry Silver. And even Miyagi's like, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> yeah. That's um, like something Miyagi's like, I heard that in the war, all right? That's weird <laughs> that you're saying that. Yeah. I heard that yeah. stuff when we're, like, invading a village and we got to, like, take out the, the, the yeah. you know, like. Kill everyone. Take... Yeah, it's like, yeah, I had, I had to shoot out a bunker once and I heard that line. I don't like what you're saying, kid. Right. And then, yeah, it's this moment right here. Daniel kind of sighs, and I'm, I'm sure he's thinking, like, what am I going to do here? Like, do I just, like, tell Miyagi what's going on? Like, he's not going to understand, and he doesn't want to save help help me save myself. Or am I going to just go tell Miyagi to bug off because, I'm, I, you know, I'm so frustrated. And so, yeah, he decides to go just unload that frustration on Miyagi. He opens the door, and he just yells right into his, his teacher's face. Yeah. That's uh, the, the, the um, mandatory sad Miyagi moment of this movie. <laughs> there's, there's one in each movie. He's, he's but, been pretty sad. He's, he's, Daniel went on and tore up his tree and mm-hmm. and now that he's like lying to him and now he's straight up yelling in his face. Yeah. But as usual, Pat Morita does it really well. He does oh, Miyagi very well. Just the mm-hmm. fact that you see the 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 uh how he reacts and it's not just one reaction it's like he's just shocked and then he's just like saddened and then he's kind of like a little irritated also but and then it just you know like that blank blank look back as well i I, Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like he he doesn't get mad at the like it is utter disrespect from daniel like this is like I got my own problems and you're not going to be a part of the solution you know don't give me a hard time and he like slams the door in his face you know that's just uh, – I can't believe that. <laughs> it's just it's, – that's the lowest uh, Daniel's been, I think. Um, and, of course, he like as soon as he slams the door, he starts pacing around and sits down next to the next to the trophy that got him here. Uh, and just I, – I think he just like immediately regrets what he did, but he's just got to live with it. Yeah. I mean he, he, yeah, he doesn't tell Miyagi that like I was forced to do this, you know, signature – because he was going to hurt Jessica, like he was going to hurt, you know, threaten to hurt you in the store. I, you know, obviously, like I said, Daniel's completely just isolating himself. It's because of Terry. But it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you think, like, well, if he just explained what would happen, like, him and Miyagi could probably hash out a better plan. Or at least Miyagi would be like, all right, let's go to the rec center and just tell them that, you know, that this yeah. is happening. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a sad way to end our minutes here. Bill Conti does drop some really sad music. It's actually called Miyagi shut out <laughs> mm. and Miyagi is stunned outside. He turns from the door. His eyes are just full of tears and everybody's yeah, heart yeah. breaks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we cut back to Cobra Kai uh, for one second and then a second. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Um, but uh, to echo, uh, to echo Daniel, well, this is me talking. All right. And I want to say, Thank you for joining us, David Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. I'm glad that you had us back. I'm glad that you kept up the tradition of Jarf and Dave together for a Karate Kid minute. <laughs> so it's been fun, definitely. Um, 
And obviously, we want to let everybody know uh, where to find both of you on the interwebs. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, other than Mystery Men, I also wrapped up a while ago uh, Groundhog Minute with Sean German. We uh, covered the, the, uh, the 1993 Groundhog Day, um, which was a very fun movie. And they talk also a lot of philosophy, a lot of, you know, what's right, what's wrong, a lot of morality there. Um, so you can yeah, you find us still at the ground, at Groundhog Minute. Awesome. And Dazed and Confused, 33 and a third, is covering Dazed and Confused, one needle drop at a time. So we talk about the music and the fashion and what it meant to us then and how we relate to it now. And you can find that on Instagram at Dazed Confused 33. And our Facebook listeners group is The Moon Tower. Rad. Everybody join that and get ready because I like like we said at the beginning of the week, this podcast is just starting uh the time of this recording. So um get on that, everybody. Um and uh Mel, thank you for the surprise uh uh guesting this week. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Lots of valuable insight you shared and appreciate that. A lot uh, of yeah, uh, a lot of tabs are open on my Chrome. <laughs> a lot of feet were seen. <laughs> And Matt, and thank you for zipping in on your uh, zip line. And I hope you didn't break too many necks to get it here um, as you were. Um, just a few. Just a few. <laughs> All right. He, he zipped down. He had like, he was like holding me as he zipped down somehow. I don't know how he did that. Yeah. So uh, I came with. I'm sorry. Down he just, with he'd want to rephrase that. <laughs> what? How did okay. I phrase that? Uh, so I want to just keep moving on now. Um, uh, Ed. I do want to warn our listeners, uh, we are looking into the next season for the next Karate Kid, and we are looking for female guests. Now, we need female guests every week. Uh, female? Next... Female, yes. Female. Female. <laughs> women. Uh, we, we, <laughs> women. The Karate Kid Minute needs women. Did you say male? What? Would you say I, I said female. Just interesting. Is my connection breaking up? Yes. (laughs) Cut that, cut that, cut that. Okay. Um, I think he said that he wants you to send him feet mail. (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. I was confused. I was like, female? Feet mail? Stop. Just stop. You're driving my bed. I am trying to wrap this up. Uh, okay. Listen, everybody. Uh, this is why I was trying to warn everybody. Like, we need female guests for every week of the k- next Karate Kid, uh, because if not, it's going to be Mel and this nonsense. She's going to be opening tabs oh, every week. God. Oh my no. God! Because uh, you know, feet? yeah, be like yep. miss 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 uh, speaking. Like, I don't know, saying <laughs> sentences in a way that shouldn't be said. Apparently, are you drinking foot powder water, Mel? I swear to <laughs> yes. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that your nickname back in high school, Miss Speaking? Uh, Anyway. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Next week, Daniel and Jessica go dancing. And we all know what happens when Daniel LaRusso tries to go to a dance. Uh, So look forward to that. And thank you, everybody. And until next time. I'm sorry if you don't like how I podcast. I got problems, okay? So you're not going to be part of the editing. Just don't give me a hard time about it, all right? Okay? You got it? Oh, oh Robin's crying. <laughs> <laughs>